Hi, I'm Sally Kirkman um, from sallykirkman.com and I'm here with my dear friend and fellow astrologer Christina Rodenbeck from oxfordastrologer.com and we're here to talk to you about astrology. Weirdly. Weirdly. How could that be? <laughs> it's an astrology talk podcast, so. <laughs> yeah, it call, it's called Astrology Talk Podcast. We are astrologers, therefore we're talking about astrology. I mean, we could talk about gardening or children or penguins or something, but I think people would be a little annoyed, wouldn't they? They would. They would. So how's Leo season been for you, Christina? It's been kind of interesting, hasn't it? Well, it's been odd, actually. It's been, I mean, I would, it's had good it's bits and bad bits. Yeah. I, I am deep in France. Yeah. Uh, which sounds great, of course, and it is great. The weather's beautiful. The food is beautiful. I am, however, um, going through the contents of my parents' house, and they, and it's. I haven't been here since my father died, which is last year because of the pandemic. So it's a very strange mixture of actually quite gloomy things, mm-hmm. darkness, because the house itself is very dark. It's a stone-built house. And I'm talking about Saturn here. It might, it's a very Saturnian house. Mm. Um, and Saturn, of course, went back into Aquarius at the beginning, at the end of July, um, and has been making, has been in the opposite sign to the sun. So, in fact, my month has been this contrast between sun and shadow, Um very, very bright sunshine and very dark shadow to the extent that this house is actually super haunted. Wow. Yeah. So so if anybody would like to buy the most haunted house in the South of France, please, you know, drop us a line. Um, Yeah. There's one room, which is just uh, appalling. Mm. It's interesting, isn't it, Leo? Um, Because, you know, the sun shines bright in Leo and, um and heat has just been a yeah major, major feature of this past month with the awful devastating wildfires around the world actually um really yeah. have them in Europe with temperatures rocketing i mean and what's you and i have swapped places haven't we <laughs> <In a way. laughs> yeah literally i'm sitting here in christina's um office in Oxford <laughs> and there was a chance that I would be in Athens but yeah. I'm not and you're the one who's abroad yeah um, and I'm kind of quite glad I haven't been in Athens actually because the temperatures have been soaring and the wildfires have been devastating yeah. so you know it has it's been Leo season and the planets moving through Leo have been the flames have been fanned by Jupiter opposing all the planets. I mean, we talked about this on the last podcast, didn't we? About you know this this incredible sort of amount of energy. Mm. And so it really has been a, a devastating year of heat. When we first entered Leo season, it was really hot here in the UK as well for a sh- short time. We're doing mm. autumn now, but anyway. <laughs> so- uh, well, the thing to remember in Leo season, or to the thing to about the sun and the very hot times of year, or the, um, is that's a cup of coffee has just been delivered to me very kindly um, is that the shadows are darker, aren't they? So you have this contrast between soli sombra, 
mm-hmm. you know, the sun and the shade. Mm-hmm. Um, and those that sometimes you can see the shadows much more sharply defined. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is traditionally a season of uprisings, revolution, you know, when people get very cross is July and August when it's hot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also saw quite interesting. There was um, I was there was some anti-cyclone or something in Italy that's part of this temperature thing called Lucifer. Oh, really? And we associate Lucifer with the devil, don't we, from the the Bible? But yeah. actually, Lucifer means light bearer, yeah. herald of the dawn. You know, so there again, there's this sort of the light and the dark, and I think are you know, very sharp. And I think that that this is this contrast between Saturn and its own sign. And the sun in its own sign. Mm. It's very strong at the moment. And, you know, we're recording this on the 16th, aren't we? Yeah. Of August. Um, And so we're still in Leo season now. I mean, the other thing, of course, that's happened today or yesterday is the fall of Kabul. Yes. um, Which was, uh, you know, hardly, um, it would, it was easy to predict, you know, that was obviously going to happen. Uh, as soon as the United States and allies withdrew from Afghanistan. Yeah. Um, but we were looking at that chart for Afghanistan and thinking, my God, astrology is very straightforward with this, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's a stunning chart, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so in the, the chart that we're using, if you're interested in calling this up yourself, is the one for the 19th of August, 1919 at midnight uh, in Kabul. And um, that has the, it has Uranus on the midheaven, which is the planet of revolution and transformation and change at 29 degrees of, of Aquarius. So that Uranus has just had Jupiter go over it. Um, and it also has the sun at 24 degrees of Leo, mm. um, which is today, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, so, it's and, uh, and also there's going to be that's there's a as we're talking we've got the full moon coming on august the 22nd at yeah. 29 aquarius so it's bang on that uranus i mean you know here and this- we call it the fall of Kabul. of course from the opposite point of view it's not the fall of Kabul. it's the retaking of Kabul from an occupying force yeah. um so it's incredible astrology mm. It is. And, you know, uh, part of the, uh, this, this month that we've been through, I mean, here in France, there's been a lot of um, demonstrations Mm. and the, the, what they are saying. And there was a demonstration in the town nearby here, which is Carcassonne, which is not a very big town, but it's the biggest nearby town. There was a very big demonstration that we watched. Mm. And the call that they are, the chant is Liberté, Liberté. Yeah. Um, which I think is very much also involved with this. It's reflected very well in the astrology with um, Jupiter, the planet of, you know, the no boundaries mm-hmm. going back into Aquarius mm-hmm. um, and having, you know, there's this tension within the sign of Aquarius between Saturn at one end and Jupiter at the other, which you can see in the sky right now, by the way. Um, yeah. Very, very strongly visible. You know, you can see them there actually in a straight line. Um, 
so you have Jupiter, which is a kind of liberating planet, and Saturn, which is a constricting planet. And they're both in Aquarius, the sign of the people yeah. or, and the sign of rules and regulations. Of course, Saturn is stronger. Yeah. Jupiter is a very powerful planet. This is not just, you know, it's not a little planet. It's a big, big planet. So there's big tension there. Mm, and it's at its um, closest at the moment, isn't it? Because it's at opposition to the sun. This is a time when it's brightest. So there's real power in that Jupiter. And, I mean, we can just see it, what's happening. I mean, around the vaccine passports in particular, I think, you know, you can't put anything on social media without being shot down in flames by the people with the opposite opinion. Yes, we should have it. No, we shouldn't, you know. And and these demonstrations as well around the world, and particularly in France, seems to be, you know, it's the French Revolution. They're, they're into their liberté and their revolutions. I mean, in France in particular, it seems like the demonstrations are really uh, quite large and quite powerful. Yeah, um, yeah, it was big. And this one was big. And my village, you know, which is tiny, mm-hmm. is divided. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is a village which is actually really nice. People are pretty kind to each other, incredibly neighborly. Mm-hmm. Um, and the people are divided. It's divided the people here, which is really sad, actually. But um, well, I, I, w- I was going to say it's divided the world. It's, yeah, yeah, this is a microcosm. You see it in your little village, but it has divided the world about what is the right thing to do. And um, I have to say, being a sort of flexible Pisces, I you know I see both points of view to some extent, especially here. The passport is it's kind of shocking to go to a restaurant and be asked to produce papers. You know that is a shocking feeling, mm-hmm. um, which began just after uh, Jupiter went back into Aquarius. Actually, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not so. I mean, you know, being as I'm I'm more to I'm freedom. <laughs> Yeah, I know you are. Um, I've got strong Uranus, and uh, it's kind of pulled into my my chart. So I don't. I see things more in black and white. I have fraternité, you know. I so the the French revolutionary slogan is liberté, fraternité, égalité. Yeah. And of course, I you know I have Venus and Aquarius, so yeah. I think that there there. Are, the friction is also between the rights of the individual and what's good for the com- community. Yeah. Um, and that's where, you know, the idea of fraternity, what does that actually mean? What does it mean to be uh, a brother or a sister or somebody else yeah. of, of the communities? And that's, that's the um, tension it seems to me is what yeah. is our interpretation of systems and what's valuable. Yes, and some people are, are identifying much more with this Jupiter in Aquarius, and some much more with the Saturn in Aquarius as well. I think, as you say, rightly so. They're you know they're both in the sign of the people, but at opposite mm-hmm. ends. And uh, and of values. I mean, um, Aquarius is a sign that's about you know rules. You know what rules do we have to run society? Is about as well. Mm-hmm. It? It's it's mm-hmm. about communications, of course, and that's also been interesting is how these things have been communicated um which uh, you know i think one of the reasons in france has been such a problem is because of the way macron communicates mm-hmm. um he's been on tiktok now <laughs> does he really well there course- was a lot of comment about his t-shirt which had an owl on it what did that mean why was he wearing an owl is that a secret sign that you know you shouldn't be doing this or you should so there's just as much uh, 
overinterpretation here as there is everywhere else. Yeah, and Aquarius modern technologies. I mean, this is this is where the whole everything's being played out, isn't it? On you know, on social media, really, actually. Yeah, um, and it's it's it, at a time when we really need to pull together. Mm-hmm. We're actually being pulled apart, and I find that very. And this is back to this problem with the real, real story, as we know, is climate change. Is the is the destruction of the planet? Mm-hmm. That's the real, real story, which the pandemic is part of. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of other stuff going on, which if we do not start cooperating effectively, will get worse. And that's the message of this Aquarian time is must cooperate. Mm. Mm. Um, And people must, and the problem with that is then you have these, uh, gosh, now we're getting very heavy, aren't we? But the problem with this situation is that we have, very rich people in the world who actually run things to a certain extent. Oh, massive extent. Um, you know, one doesn't want to go, you don't have to think very hard about it to think, you know, there's a problem when one individual is as rich as Jeff Bezos and making money hand over fist during this pandemic. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, problem. a few of the rich people are just getting hugely rich and then i mean we could go on and on here because it's Um, i think we need to um you know the corruption of of the pandemic and the you know the um giving all the contracts to your mates and all of that i mean it's just awful so the rich and and the decadence of thinking oh i'm gonna go on holiday in space really this is a good thing to do with all that money going on space tourism yeah look at what's happening on the earth it's good the moment you know that's what needs to be addressed so which which was something that we were briefly going to touch on is just how do you locate this climate situation in the astrology yeah um you know because uh, and the climate crisis the crisis that we're in which is to do with you know also to do with corruption as you said sally Mm. Uh, how would you locate that you know well i mean i think this sort of the the planet that said you need to look at this was Uranus moving to Taurus, the Earth. Yeah, you know, we need to look at this again, guys. Yeah, I mean, and it moved in in two thousand and eighteen. It's going to yeah. be, but I mean that you know Uranus in Earth. This is what are we doing to the Earth? I mean, for me, that was kind of really key. But in a way, you know, it's it's that Uranus and Taurus is kind of out the picture to some extent because of all that's been going on with Jupiter and Saturn in you know, a Capricorn, Aquarius, the pandemic has changed things. I don't think people are as focused on on what needs to happen. As they should be. Well, or the media is not. I think people are, you know, I think when you talk to people, uh, they they get it. It's governments and, and the media have not are not stepping up. And they're the ones that need to step up. It's all very well doing your recycling and buying your, you know, your good toilet paper, but that's only so much each individual can do. Yeah, it need, there needs to be legislation around this stuff. That's just, a, you know, there need to be rules around it, which is Saturn in Aquarius, isn't it? And Uranus and Taurus and Saturn in Aquarius are square to each other. Yeah. Um, so there's a clash between, you know, what rules do you impose and who? And then, of course, people start making money off this stuff again. Yeah. And the money situation is toxic. I, I would also locate this with the um, 
massive conjunction that we had in Capricorn in, gosh, is it only January 2020 that we had that conjunction? Um, the Sun, Pluto, yeah, January 2020, and then the Jupiter-Pluto conjunctions in Capricorn. Yeah, Saturn, Jupiter, Pluto, everything in Capricorn, massive stellium. It's when the pandemic really began, but the pandemic, but we, we saw all astrologers saw this coming, right? That there was a big conjunction in Capricorn, very serious, something was going to happen. Um, and the real corner that's been turned is this corner on the pollution of the planet, of the relationship between human beings and the planet. Mm-hmm. We've turned a corner in that where things have suddenly, I would say that this whole thing has accelerated dramatically actually in the last 12 months. Um, I mean, in the last 20 years, we've seen, um, you know, more and more fires, the climate heating up, et cetera, et cetera. And then I think we turned a corner um, and uh, the Capricorn is the sign of government of, and of international government as well, international organizations. Um, and they don't seem to be really addressing climate change. We'll see what happens at COP 2021, whatever, in Gaza, where they're all flying in to have their big jamboree meeting. When's that? Do you know what month? I think it's November. Okay. Mm. I might be wrong, though. It's yeah. later this year. I know my friend Anne was saying she's she's getting out of Glasgow for that one. Okay. <laughs> Probably very wise. Well, you know, the usual. Yeah, also, you know, I think with with astrology, you know, I've been this discussion's been coming up quite a lot. That you know, you can just let things play out in your birth chart. You know, there's this fate and free will. Yeah, just let fate play out. Oh, there's nothing I can do. But actually, the whole point of astrology is that you know you become an oracle in some way. You know, this is the whole when you look at astrology as divination. It's you need to, what is your best course of action? That's how you're using the astrology to guide you to know what your best course of action is. So if you take this out into the world, you know, we could just have these great conjunctions and patterns playing out. But what do we need to do now as human beings to step in to move that in the right way? Otherwise, we're just on this, you know, course to destruction, really. So I don't know whether you can take that sort of, you know, the personal way of looking at astrology and see how that uh, manifests in the collective as well. Oh, I think you definitely can. And I think we should. I think that's, you know, that in some ways should be the job of astrologers. Not that any, you know, I don't know how many, I don't know if Boris Johnson is listening to him as his astrologer, but, um, or who listens to astrologers, but our listeners do. Hello, listeners. It's nice to have you listening to us. Um of course, that's the job of the astrologer, you know, and it is to talk about the collective as well as the personal. Yeah. And of course, the collective can make, you know, we can collectively make different decisions. And again, this is why we're in this Aquarian, we're in this Aquarian phase, it's possible. Yeah. You know, since uh, December 20, uh, 2020, when Saturn and, Ju- and Jupiter made that conjunction at zero degrees of Aquarius, we are in a new place. Yeah. And that doesn't mean me, me, me. That means us, 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 we, we, we. This is what this is about. It's about the collective. Why do I say that? Because Aquarius is the sign of society. Yeah. It is not the sign of 
the individual, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the class. One of the clashes we're having is individual freedom mm-hmm. for, versus, you know, group responsibility. Yeah. And of course, this is being gained by people. It's being gained. Yeah. By corporations. That's really yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, there's a lot of selfish behavior going on, isn't it? You know, where too many yeah. people are thinking, particularly people at the top, they're getting their own needs met and they're not doing what's best for the greater good. So, so they're you know, thinking, oh, well, we just rip, rip people off with these PCR tests in the UK, for example. Um, well, I think. <laughs> I just want to say one more thing about my, my, my last month, which was that I had to take a test to come to France, a, a, a PCR test, which is a COVID test, to make sure that I didn't have it traveling, of course. And um, you have to do it through a government registered thing. So um, I, you know, my, my partner registered us. He found the closest one, which was absolutely miles away in the next town we got there. And I was like, where are you taking us? We're in this weird sort of suburby out it was a hair it was in the back room of a hairdresser on in the room where they do people's eyebrows right so i could have had my eyebrows done and my pcr test my covid test done at the same time done by the receptionist <laughs> in her blue fluffy slippers right so she she was charming and she did it very well mm-hmm. um but what what was that you know I have to say that in France, if you have it done, it's done under like a pharmacy, a laboratory, like like where you might expect to have it done. But I'm assuming that, you know, whoever ran that chain of hairdressers, you know, was making donations to the right people. (laughs) (laughs) Weird world we're living in. Let's try and. It was, it was like a JG Ballard uh, short story. Anyway, on to the month ahead. Yes. What yes. do you think? Virgo season. Yay, earth sign. Um, you know, it's, I'm kind of, I think it's going to be good that we're moving out of this really fiery time and hopefully things will calm down. There'll be some, you know, some grounding or some stabilizing moving into Virgo season. Um, I, I mean, I like, you know, this time of year, I think Virgo season, it's classically linked to the harvest isn't it? Particularly in the Northern Hemisphere, it's when you gather in the the food, the goods to see you through to the winter. And I think it is one of the star signs, Virgo, that, you know, there's, when, wherever you're born, what star sign you're born under, you know, it's a seasonal thing. It tells you what time of year you're born. And I think with Virgo, for me, it just fits this, this harvest, this period of harvest so well, this moving slowly out of summer, towards autumn, again, in the Northern Hemisphere. But it is all about, you know, the harvest and getting ready and preparing and discerning. And, you know, it it does seem to fit very well. Mm. It seems to me, I mean, I always think that, you know, that in, uh, you know, Leah, you 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 cut the stuff. And then in, in Virgo, you you take it to the miller. You know, you, you're drying it, you're dealing with it. Um, or you're uh, bottling your fruit you're doing those craft things that are very Virgo and aren't they? Um, and I, I do love that as well. I mean, I've been driving around the countryside here and seeing all the big hay bales mm-hmm. stacked up, you know, and that gorgeous kind of corn, that corn yellow. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is quite, I mean, it's just, it's beautiful. I just love it. And the, the sun is at a very beautiful angle at this time of year as well. 
Mm. You know, it's come a little bit lower and the shadows of that beautiful length and it's very nice. Mm. Um, but yet I think it's, I mean, it's a sign of discrimination, isn't it? Of yeah. Of this from that, of choosing this over that, of yeah. understanding that this is more important than that. It's a sign of prioritizing things. I have to say, I always think of Virgo as the back to school sign. Um, yeah. I yeah. really do. And it really, it fits with that as well. It's about, you know, sharpening your pencil, getting your pencil case ready, mm-hmm. you know, making sure that your calculator has a battery in it, um, getting your paperwork done, all of that. And there's this great, I mean, ev- everybody loves a stationery shop, don't they? Yes. <laughs> It's a good excuse to go out and buy some beautiful notebooks and a nice pen, isn't it, yeah. Virgo season? So <laughs> do that immediately. <laughs> Virgo, the sign of stationery. Um, but it kind of is. And it's also the transition. So, you know, the reason that I always think of this back to school thing, it's the transition from, you know, summer into getting back to work. Yeah. And I this year there's going to be a bit of a slow feeling about that because Mercury, the sign that rules um, Virgo is slowing down already, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It doesn't go retrograde until the end of the month, which is for our next podcast, but there's a slow uh, deliberate feel. So in general, as a sort of word of advice to everybody is yes, do the back to school stuff, be deliberate about it. Yeah, it does feel like a time to sort of get your house in order. And yeah. I, I wonder also whether that's kind of, you know, linked to the body mm-hmm. um, and your health and your fitness and taking care of yourself. Because, you know, traditionally, I don't, I don't know about you, but I mean, I was doing um, some intermittent fasting earlier in the year, but that just went out the window during Leo season because Leo's all about, oh, well, it's holiday season and <laughs> you know let's not do that but now I'm thinking oh I need to get back to some sort of new healthy habits and I haven't been doing yoga either which I do all the time so again that's thinking oh I'd like to start doing that more regularly now so I think it's a good time as well to to consider your body um during because it's I mean it's a sign that's associated with the body and also with dealing with illness literally with you know if you have something wrong yeah. Um, or something that needs looking at. I noticed that on the 25th of August, there's an opposition between Mercury in uh, Virgo and Neptune in Pisces. So these are two little princelings, you know, these are, they're both in their own signs. Mm-hmm. And that's, and that kind of, you know, this, one of the themes of last month was the Leo Aquarius tension. And the theme, this, one of the themes this month is that, tension between Virgo and Pisces and actually it's it's quite strong you know that uh, it's Mercury goes into Libra on the 30th of August but this last week of um August of of August when Mercury is still in Virgo we're having quite a sort of strong opposition between that like that quite confusing um but artistic and idealistic Neptune and Pisces, which is very, very strong. And that Mercury, which is all about precision, trying to get the details down. Um, and Mercury kind of enjoying himself in Virgo, um, but actually having to deal with maybe some chaos. Yeah. And I think for, for Virgos especially, you know, this is your time of year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
if we I think it's you know all the opposite signs um learn from the other don't they they can take you know there's there's Virgo can be too precise too critical um you know move it into Pisces and and there's more compassion maybe more imagination so you know this is the axis of kind of magical thinking thinking creative writing um I was going to say something. Oh, I know. And also, you know, it's a really good time to be reading, diving mm-hmm. deep into books, Virgo, and also diving deep into, you know, escapist movies, probably Pisces. I think, you know, starting to, it, it's an axis where you can create and escape at the same time. So kind of taking that forward. Um, I like to think of it as an axis of, of, of spirit. So it's so quite a spiritual access but virgos are all about the ritual you know the ritual make creating rituals doing the rich the everyday ritual whereas pisces is about that spiritual connection to the everything you know so virgo can help to how do you connect to bigger things and you can kind of with that axis you can do it through that mercury in uh virgo at the moment it's quite. It's kind of a cool placement. You know? Yeah, I mean, one of my favourite Virgos is Nick Cave. Um, mm. I mentioned him, who's a brilliant songwriter um, and a writer in general. Um, he does a newsletter called The Red Hand Files, which I subscribe to, and it's just wonderful. He's so witty and cerebral and erudite, but also deeply, deeply spiritual. You really see that come forth with his sort of joy of words and his expression. Mm. Um, so, you know, it's a lovely that that you can almost see that Virgo Pisces axis embodied within within him. Um, yeah. And I was thinking about there's a sort of I'm reading the I'm not reading. I'm listening to the Magic Mountain by Thomas Mann, okay. which is a very big, fat book. It's very kind of Neptune in um in Neptune and Pisces, you know, to be reading these very big books. So to me, that's has been a great joy in during the whole Neptune and Pisces things to get these under my belt. Anyway, Tom, this book is about being ill a lot of the time. Someone who's, but it's funny. Okay. So it's not a horrible kind of heavy thing. Um, it's about, it's got a, or it's got a humorous side. It's about illness and death in a humorous way. That's so German. Um, but it's about the spiritual side of being ill as well or being unwell. And there's a spiritual connection that you can make when you're not well. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think there's something in there also for this Virgo Pisces axis is when you're taken out, you know, Pisces takes you out of this world. Mm -hmm. Um, Virgo grounds you in your body. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes it's through the body that we have spiritual experiences. This is why yoga is such a um, a Virgoan practice in some ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah. how, how, do, how are we relating this to other signs? We've just been talking about Virgo and Pisces, though. But you know, this is all this axis is really important, uh, also for Gemini's, you know, and Sagittarians. Yes, um, in particular, because this is about maybe actually about your work. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's about the foundations, isn't it? It's 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 work, but also what grounds you for Gemini and Sagittarius. It's about you know the base home what roots you, what grounds you, what keeps you sane, maybe, what stabilises you, and how you express yourself too. 
mm. you know, your future path, your dreams, your hopes, your dreams. Um, mm. So it, it is, I think, moving forward in this month, it's important for everyone to sort of look at where this Virgo Pisces axis falls. Um, mm. And because Neptune will be playing this key role throughout the month, it ties in with both the new moon and the full moon in September. Yeah quite wide but still there it's still kind of it's an influence it's um and it's important to say that also mars will be in virgo for most of the month the whole time in fact no it does move libra but on like the 15th or 16th so yeah i have it the 15th 15th. Um, yeah yeah but so mars is in is in virgo right this is that you know where is where is the action this month it's in virgo for everyone um and so for each of us, this means something slightly different, of course. So, for example, for Sagittarians, this is about your career, about your public profile, about how you're being seen. Um, and you may have there's a tension for you between those um, between your home life, which may feel very Neptunian and Piscean for a Sagittarius and a bit wishy, you know, difficult to put your feet on the ground. Or maybe you live by the seaside or by a lake. Or um, it's expansive in some other way, and that you know having to produce something very precise and very fast, perhaps mm. for the for public consumption. Mm. Yeah, and I think this, you know, we've got this all month, but it's going to kind of um, peak on the new moon in Virgo on September the seventh. Um, so again, look at where this new moon falls in your horoscope, because this is where you could start something new. You can, um, you know, set intentions, put new things in place. So for, um, you know, Leo and Aquarius, this will be your financial access. Actually, it's about it's about money. It's about resources. It's about your values and self-worth. So it's kind of considering these areas and and how you can. It's how, it's about how you can both order them without being too rigid, I think, because of this Pisces influence um, or creating something new and exciting around them too. So at this new moon, you know, there's Mars is still in Virgo. And actually the Neptune, Neptune is pretty much making conjunction to Pallas Athena, the goddess of wisdom um, in Pisces for most, most of the month. Um, which gives that Neptune a great deal more clarity, I think, both insight and maybe foresight. It's very good for, uh, you know, the inner vision, that com- combination. And it's interesting to me that it that it's sort of opposite that new moon. Mm. Um, so some of us will have a, some kind of, you know, inner, very powerful inner visions um, that are, illuminated either uh, by the sun in Virgo or at the, maybe at the full moon, which we'll come to later. Mm. Um, Also, I noticed that that this new moon on the 7th of September, that we're starting to slightly trigger that Jupiter at 24 um, Aquarius. Mars triggers that Jupiter by, by quincunx, but it's still triggering it. So, um, I think that we wanted to talk about that 24 degrees, didn't we? Mm. Um, it, which apply, which is important for 
um, Aquarians and Capricorns and other signs as well and Virgo. Um, because the other big thing that's happening this month is that there's a big focus around 24 degrees and because Jupiter and Pluto are there and they're making an aspect to each other. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's quite an interesting, it's so that they're actually, they make the semi-sextile on September the 11th, um, but actually they're going to be really close September, October, November. They don't move very far apart. So for example, for Libra, you know, talking about Libra, you've got Pluto square to um, Libra, particularly if you've got planets angles at 24 Libra. I'm talking about myself here, Christina. Um, <laughs> if you happen to have the moon in Libra at 24 degrees, you may be looking at this particular aspect quite seriously. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> but also, you know, you, so there's this kind of loss or absence going on um, or maybe grieving you know, with Pluto, something is, yes, you're losing something. But at the same time, you've got Jupiter trine that moon. So something else is coming into being or being born or, you know, there's a new sense of freedom. Because of what you're losing, there's something new that is free. Um, So it's this very interesting juxtaposition. And I think it is around what you've not got or what you're losing then creates space for Jupiter to come in and bring a new opportunity or bring new growth, new expansion. It's kind of calling you to say, where, where do you want to grow? Um, I think it's also useful to point out that at the new moon on the 7th of September, we've got that uh, Jupiter-Pluto thing going on. It's also getting a square from Venus in Libra. So Venus is actually in Libra for the first part of this period which is obviously she's very happy in Libra. She likes to be in Libra. It's one of her favorite signs. Um, you know, she's rules Libra. and But she's also makes this wonderful trine to Jupiter on the 6th, 7th, 8th, you know, around that time in September at this new moon, which is really a, one of the lucky periods of this. It's, a, it's lucky when this happens, right? It's obviously lucky for Librans. It's obviously lucky for Aquarians. It's lucky for Gemini. As yeah. well, this is a lucky point because you create a beautiful grand flowing grand trine with your planets in Gemini, especially if it's around that 24 degree point. Yeah. Um, who else is it? Well, it's good for everybody, everybody really, but I mean, especially I would say the air and fire signs, really. So, you know, if you've got, um, so, you know, if you have something at 24 degrees of Leo, for example, this is triggered at this new moon, around this new moon, around those dates. Yeah, and, the, and for Aries as well, actually, because yeah. it's in your relationship sector. So, you know, this is this is someone new coming into your life or a relationship that's flourishing. Yeah, um, it just looks good. It looks lucky. I mean, you know, if you were going to give Aries this particular bit of advice, it would be, you know, you've got, your one-on-ones are good, of yeah. course, while the, Venus is in your opposite sign but also that around this date you may actually meet someone in a group yeah in some kind of group activity or maybe online something like that someone may just some really wonderful thing may walk into your life and then keep the lines of communication open talk a lot find out about them because mercury will turn retrograde in libra at the end of september so it's kind of you know this isn't a time to procrastinate it's a time to communicate yeah collaborate also, as well collaboration 
that Mercury, it's important to remember for everybody to remember that Mercury is going to be in Libra for a really long time this year. Yeah. Um, as soon as Mercury goes into Libra, which is what date is that? Uh, I think it's the 30th of August. So it's the end of August. And then it's in Libra, September, October, November, which yeah. is really interesting considering what we were talking about earlier. Because, you know, Mercury and Libra is very good at seeing the other person's point of view. It's Mercury and Libra wants to kind of compromise, listen to the other. It's it's the diplomat, the mediator, the negotiator. And so, it's also going to be trining Saturn and then Jupiter. Yeah. So it's going to be getting those, you know, planets talking to each other. Perhaps, you know, there may be some kind of a negotiation that's possible, mm-hmm. some kind of uh, understanding, some kind of peacemaking that goes on, we hope. Yeah between these opposing factions that we were discussing earlier. Yes. I just want to say as well, looking, the Mercury trine Jupiter, so Jupiter really active this coming Mm -hmm. month, is on the 20th, September, around the full moon. So you get a Venus-Jupiter trine close to the new moon on September the 7th, and then you get a Mercury-Jupiter trine on the full moon on the 20th. So that's quite nice, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's good. And I think that also suggests that personal uh, contacts are really important. You know, we were talking about, we have a big conversation about the collective at the beginning of this podcast, mm-hmm. but you get to, to Venus and Mercury. These are personal, much more personal planets. These are about much more personal interactions. Mm-hmm. Um, so have those conversations and keep your, as you say, keep your lines of communication open. And um, some, I, it's, probably true for a lot of people that they may have had some miscommunications, I think probably in, in August. Um, it's been quite a tricky month and actually Venus moving into Libra and Mercury moving into Libra is very helpful for smoothing things out a bit. even though the Mercury is going to be going retrograde, it gives you a chance. It's about diplomacy. This is the sign of diplomacy. Mm. It gives you a chance to sort of rework some of the, the the your messes of the previous few months. Your messes, my messes, our messes, our collective messes, our joint messes. She's looking at me personally, everyone. <laughs> just um, eyeballing one another across Zoom. So. <laughs> I'm just thinking. <laughs> I was just thinking, when is it that we're swapping places back, Sally? Is it? It's going to be at the next. It's going to be at the full moon. I mean, we've just, we've been done really full moon to full moon. These full moons in Aquarius. And as a Scorpio, Aquarius is my home sector. Mm. So, you know, I'm just moving home on the full moons. Um, that's what I'm doing. And you're coming back. So, so yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to see my kids. Um, yeah. Okay. So where are we with this month ahead? Um, we've had the... Thing. Oh, well, we want, maybe we want to talk a little bit more about that 24 degree, the Jupiter in Aquarius and the Pluto in Capricorn. They, I mean, they're kind of kind of working together and they will have an emphasis on kind of one side of your uh, chart because they're in joint adjoining signs, yeah. um, which is called a, it's called a, a semi sextile, that um, kind of aspect. And yeah. actually it can be quite a strengthening aspect. It's like having a very strong knot. Um, so wherever that uh, falls. So, for example, you know, with um, cancerians, this is to do with your personal relationships. There may be some strengthening of a personal relationship 
or deepening of it with mm-hmm. during this month, which yeah. is important. Yeah. Um, and there could be a new contract or financial tie, couldn't there as well, for Cancer yeah. with Jupiter in your fin- one of your finance sectors. Is that right? Uh, yeah, that's where I'm seeing it. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, uh, and again, so, but also for, say, um, Aries, this could be about your work situation, uh, a situation that has been difficult or uh, may actually, I'm not sure if it will be resolved exactly, but there's stuff going on at work, which is about power games. Mm. Okay. And the way that you may need to deal with this is, you know, you need to get some allies. Yeah. So if you have a difficult boss, you need to be getting your allies lined up. Yeah. Or you get the union organized or something like that. Absolutely. That's exactly right. It's about getting the community stuff going. And then if you look at, you turn the chart and you look at it from the point of view of another sign, from the point of view of, say, Libra, what does this mean? And this is, we're talking about the whole month, and but it may meet, meet be at a crisis point around the 11th of September, right? This, yeah. this particular energy. And I think it's also important to talk about for this for Scorpio, because Pluto is co-ruler of Scorpio. Yeah. Jupiter and Aquarius, it's, it's about home and family. Um, you know, and it's about using your connections, I think, to to help you in those key areas of life. Yeah. And I think for Librans as well, this is to do with your kids and your home. Right. So for some Librans, it's really obvious because some of your kids are going to be leaving home. Yeah. Right. That's what they're doing. They're going to, to, to um, they're going to be going to university. They're going to be going to school. They're going to be doing whatever you're having to let go. That's just an obvious interpretation. You'll have to use that as a metaphor for yourself. if This doesn't relate. Um, and actually it's about strengthening those bonds, even if the person is going to be far away. Mm. And I would say that that idea of keeping the bonds and tight, but allowing someone freedom is also important for Cancerians and possibly, you know, for, uh, Leo as well, this idea of letting someone go, but, keeping but actually that's okay um you're gonna it's the relationship continues i'm quite intrigued um for aquarius as well yeah you know it it feels in a way like some new opportunity might come your way with the jupiter and aquarius or you're picking up again on something that started you know Mm -hmm. the first five months of 2021 but what do you have to let go of with pluto and capricorn the most hidden sector I mean, it might be um, kind of a belief or, you know, something inner that you need to let go of. So you need to see yourself in a different light to be able to make the most of that, that the Jupiter moving through your star sign. Do you know what I think might also be true for Aquarians is that you something has been trapping you your whole life, right? Some set of beliefs has kept you trapped. Yeah, yeah. And you now are at this point where you're at, there's a potential for liberation from that. Yeah. Obviously, that is a process because this is a life, these are big planets, so it's a lifelong thing. But it's worth turning, the, taking another turn with that this month. You know, as something that's going on is what's going on in the maybe not even in your dreams. You know, could be, but also it's like ancestral. An ancestral burden can be shifted. Yeah. Um. It's also important for Pisces, obviously, because it's Jupiter is your planet. 
and for Sagittarius, because Jupiter is your planet, you know, Jupiter rules two signs. It rules Sagittarius and it rules Pisces. Um, and it's, you know, gone back into Aquarius, which is a comfortable position for um, Sagittarians. You know, you kind of like it when Jupiter's in Aquarius because it's all about communications, which is a great Sagittarian thing. Mm-hmm. Um but it's interesting that it may also be for Sagittarians. It's about siblings, communication, money, uh, skills. There's something there that may need to be addressed, or as Sally was saying, something you may need to let go of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it could be that the, you know, I'm just thinking about these long-term, you know, family situations around money. Mm. Um or the division of how things are divided or around fairness. Mm. I'm thinking for Sagittarians here. I'm thinking about the Sagittarians. There may be some issues around here that you can actually turn a corner with. Mm. Um, And for Pisces, it's, it's kind of interesting one, isn't it? With, um, I mean, again, Jupiter Aquarius, it always, always feels to me a bit like, um, you know, spiritual Mm. transit when, Jupiter's in Aquarius, it's kind of, you know, you need to be meditating every day. Or... <laughs> yes, me. I should be meditating every day. I should be meditating every day. Do I? No. Um... It does feel more like a spiritual transit. And, you know, that's particularly for Pisces if you've got issues with friends or, you know, groups in your life. It's actually trying to resolve that. And you may be doing that through letting go in some way. That could be forgiveness. It doesn't mean you have to forget, but some act of forgiveness maybe. <laughs> or um, I also think for Pisces, just this is my big point for Pisces, is you've had Jupiter in your sign yeah. for May, June, and July. You know what it feels like a little bit because it was at the beginning of the sign. And it may have felt pretty chaotic for a lot of Pisces um, and kind of quite hard to deal with, quite overwhelming. Jupiter's gone back into Aquarius. So, you know, you can get a little bit organized. You know what's coming for next year. Yes, it's a time of preparation as well, isn't it? When you get an important planet in this sector, it's time to prepare, organize yourself, ready for 2022, actually, when you get Jupiter back in Pisces. So, yeah, no, I agree with that completely. Yeah. I think that I feel that quite uh sorry, I feel that quite strongly. Yeah. Um and so it's good time to making kind of clear decisions. Yeah. Your insight, this is for Pisces yeah. uh, in particular, your insight is very good now. Okay. Yeah. And your ability to see to your inner vision is very good. Yeah. Um this is because of the Pallas Neptune conjunction in Pisces as well. Yeah. And then also it's going to be the Pisces full moon on the September the 20th, which I always think full moons are brilliant for, you know, making decisions when head and heart are are more working as one and you get the light of the moon, you get this clarity of the moon during um, the full moon period. Yeah. It's a really important full moon for Pisces and obviously Virgo as well. It could be a romantic decision for Virgo during that time. Um, Yeah. Um, Yeah, no, I like this full moon. Actually, uh, it's at 28 degrees of Pisces. Mm. Uh, And it's, well, actually, Mars has just nipped into Libra by then. Uh, 
and it's got a kind of I, I like it at the end of the sign like that because it's got a slightly freewheeling feel to it. Mm-hmm. It's less constricted by all this other stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And it makes very good. It's just the moon will make a good aspect to uh, Pluto on the day, which is actually quite constructive. This is for, from everybody's point of view. Um, and I, I, you know, it's also, it's one of these, Full moons. It happens every year, obviously. Full moon in Pisces in September. Yeah. Um, usually, you know, it's a time when you. It's again, it's got this back to school feel, mm-hmm. um, but there's a sort of spiritual dimension to it, or imaginative dimension. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one is actually probably quite good for making plans, uh, which has been very difficult this year, is to to see ahead to make any plans. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and and I actually think for both Taurus and Capricorn, actually, it's a good full moon for being more objective and making plans because also there's going to be really strong energy in Libra during this full moon, um, which for Taurus is your work and health and lifestyle routine sector. And for Capricorn, it's actually career. So you've got Mars, you know, you've got ambition, Um Charging into Libra, actually, Mars <laughs> charges into Libra, doesn't it, on the 15th. Yeah. Mercury turns retrograde on the 27th. So it's important to note that, you know, yeah. in particular, there's something you want to do. Do it fast. Get things moving before Mercury switches direction. I'd also just like to mention from the point of view of um, uh, Taurus that you have got Mars in your kind of romantic and playful sector up until the 15th of September. Yep. So be romantic and playful up till then, and then you know you're going to want to kick ass with work. Although Venus is in Scorpio as well. Yeah. The so Scorpio kick ass with work, and it's still romantic. <laughs> so the romance could continue; it could deepen actually. But yeah, they you know then you need to turn your attention more towards work. Yeah, it's where the there'll be a lot of action there. Um, it's very good. You know, this Venus. When does Venus go into Scorpio? What date is that? Um, it is the 10th of September. Venus is so in for there's a, this period at one, you know, during this month between the, the 10th and the 15th for Taurus in particular, where you've got Mars in uh, your fifth house, which is your house of romance and sex and fun. And you've got Venus in your seventh house of relationships. So it's really, really good for relationships. Yeah. Peak period. <laughs> yeah. Peak five days. Uh, lucky you. I'm jealous. I'm envious of this Taurus, you know, frothing around, having fun. Um, but yeah, there should be a focus on fun for Taurus. Um, and then a focus on meeting people, you know, on social relations. So one wouldn't want to overemphasize, you know, when Venus is in your seventh house, it's great for your one-on-one, your most important relationship. It's awfully good for friendship as well, isn't it? It is. It is. So it's a nice month coming up, I think. I'm I'm happy about the month. I think it's really interesting. I think it's potential. I think the thing I'd leave people with is that there's a potential to be working on long-term needs Mm -hmm. this month without as much tension and obstruction as there has been, you know, over the last month or confusion Mm. or the confusion that there was in the previous month. So things become clearer in September, you know, August, September, and also you're able to be constructive and move forward 
Mm. Keep in mind that you're going to have that Mercury retrograde, but it's not necessarily a bad Mercury retrograde. That's just about allowing yourself the freedom to rethink your ideas maybe a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, But I see that this month becomes there's greater clarity this month and it's more constructive. Yeah, and I think as well it's a good month for embedding new habits. Yeah benefit you long term as well I mean and that's a real you know positive aspect of Virgo isn't it the things you do day in day out on a regular basis once they become kind of natural automatic so things you can embed um, that will ground you and support you as well moving forwards yeah I mean just in that mid period of September that midweek the sun will make this a uh, very nice trine to Pluto, um, activating that kind of that Pluto and Jupiter thingy aspect as well. So that and that is very constructive. Yeah, so that's for, for 16, doing things. Sixteenth and seventeenth. Yeah, I like it. Um, so I would say constructive month, and to think of these things as probably part of longer processes. Yeah. And a lot of us have been feeling either like confused or in a fog or unable to quite feel our way forward. And suddenly things are becoming much clearer about what the, which way to go, what the, what routes are actually opening up. Okay. Is that it? Is that all we have to say? I think so. I think we've been talking for quite a long time. (laughs) We have. I think we should stop now. um, see you next month or I hope hope that you listen to us next month yeah I hope you listen in to us next month and please share this podcast far and wide as well Um, oh yeah please do and um, also look at our websites but yeah absolutely share the podcast it's great (laughs) (laughs) let us know okay Okay, bye see you next month bye